0: Happy Monday, everybody, and welcome back to the BetUS NBA show. We are your spot Monday through Friday for all the thoughts, analysis, looks, and best bets for the NBA slate. I'm Alex Christensen, and joining me as always, two of the very best basketball handicappers you can find on Twitter, Chris Farley bets, Farley, and Mr. Ski Profit. Of course, we're brought to you by BetUS, and if you saw there in the opening, they're doing this fun contest uh, for the March Madness where you get to enter a bracket. Uh, For every $100 you deposit or so, there's lots more details. Be sure to check that out. But gentlemen, it was a big week out of NBA basketball. It felt like every single one of the major TV games were good. But all anybody is talking about this morning is this Emmanuel Quickly guy. What say you, Christopher?
1: Yeah, wow. What a game for him yesterday. Huh? Um, I didn't. I just certainly didn't see that one coming from him. But really, the Knicks all together, right? R.J. Barrett playing really well. Uh, Julius Randle, I'm just waiting for him to to not make a clutch shot at some point. But he just keeps on making them um so especially in the eastern conference we saw some great games this weekend i know you're probably pretty happy with that philly win on saturday alex but it, it just it i i couldn't help but think you know we used to see this type of basketball in november around christmas in january i'll, I'll take it um i'll stay positive i'm happy to start seeing it now it's playoff like basketball some intensity uh would have been nice to see this earlier this season but good basketball good nba to watch lately
0: it really was a fun week, and even for you, Ski, your Los Angeles Lakers—they're playing pretty good with that LeBron. I mean, are you still optimistic? What are you thinking?
2: Yeah, I don't think the team has quit. They're still playing. LeBron still has a chance to come back, and they're winning games. Uh, or they are going to continue to win games by playing defense. So I'm still, I'm still holding hope for the Lakers. They're not out of it yet, and um, I've been doing pretty well personally. I know I've profited eight of my last nine days in general. And I need to start getting a little bit more winners on this show, though, because I feel like I'm doing a lot of breaking even so or, or losing a little bit. So try to get the winners here today. I have three plays that I really like and going to talk about with you guys.
0: I like it. Let's get to it. Short slate today, but as always, let's start by taking a look at our best bet record. Again, things still continue to get better. We've got a little bit of the season left to catch up here. We are just five games behind 500, which I know may not sound great in the grand scheme of things, but if you've been watching the show, um, it's pretty great to be this close back to 500 again. Um, you know, again, I'm still a little behind 500. Chris now solidly 11 games over 500. Um, Jay floating right around even or so. Josh has basically been carrying us all season. He continues to do well, and Ski will be back to 500 before we know it. So let's jump in and get things started. Again, six games on the slate, four games that we're going to talk about here. So jump in the comments. Let's get all this started early. And we'll start with the Boston Celtics visiting the Cleveland Cavaliers. What we thought might be kind of a marquee game is a little odd here. The Cavaliers are six and a half point favorites at home. The total, 218 and a half. And It really just is screaming that uh, we're not going to see a lot of the Boston Celtics tonight. I know the injury report is still firming up. This is a back-to-back for them. But my guess is Jalen Brown's not going to play tonight. Maybe a couple other guys. So how do you attack a spot like this, Chris?
1: Yeah, I was surprised this line only came out at minus four last night because you really can't get a better spot than this for the Cleveland Cavaliers. I mean, especially compared to the way that the Celtics are coming into this game, right? Obviously, Celtics off a double OT on Sunday against the Knicks. Hard-fought game, physical game against the Knicks, where it felt like they could have won a few times, but the Knicks just did not give up in that game. Uh, And on the other end, Cleveland just faced the Celtics team last Wednesday at the TD Garden Center. Close game. They surged back in the fourth quarter, but it wasn't enough. Since then, the Cavaliers only faced the Pistons on Saturday, which is basically like an exhibition game against the G League team at this point. So they skated right over them, and now they get to wait at home, lying in the weeds as Boston has to, less than 24 hours later, face the same Cleveland Cavaliers team tonight. So it's just a premier spot for the Cavaliers. Obviously, we've seen that uh, Al Horford's out, Tatum's out, uh, probably you know maybe some more guys out in this game as well. I took the Cavs at minus four. Um, I do still like them where the line sits now. It's up to, uh, up to eight. That's on books, though, so I certainly can't take that on the show, especially with all the value that we got. But I do like the Cavaliers to score some points. I do think Ski has a different angle for this game, but I think both of our bets could hit because uh, this, this should be all Cleveland in this one, you know, especially coming off that last game. They couldn't make a lot of threes in that one. Uh, the Celtics shot 50% from beyond the arc. But with Robert Williams III missing in the paint tonight as well, along with Al Horford, there should be plenty of opportunities for those bigs in the Cleveland Cavs. To get a lot of points, a lot of easy points in the paint tonight. They dominated in the paint on Wednesday in the last game as well. Just wasn't enough to muster a win. I think the Cavs can go off tonight and take advantage. You're still going to want to beat the Celtics no matter who's out there, especially on their home floor. So instead of going with the uh, ATS line, I'll go Cavaliers over 112 and a half points. Expect a very efficient and effective game from them, and they are at home. So let's pour it on the Boston Celtics when you get a chance.
0: Yeah, I love that. Great grab. I saw we just had one of the comments pop up. Greg Brewer was able to get the Cavs minus two and a half last night. That is some sweet CLB in your pocket there. That's a great bet. you got a ton of equity. And, yeah, Chris, you you touched on most of the names here. The injury report just popped up, updated for 2.30. Horford's out. Time Lord's out. Tatum's out. Looks like Brown's going to play. But, again, kind of a, a thin squad here for Boston. Ski, how do you see this game going?
2: Well... Um, I understand why the line has moved where it is with, I mean, you have to expect that after that overtime game, everybody playing 40 something minutes, Cleveland, they've been a really good home team all year long Um, home favorites with the rest advantage, do good long-term. I know the Cavs have beaten Boston two out of three times so far this season. And I think this game is still important for them because they're in that poor spot. And like I said, it's a team that's really good at home, not so good away. So they want to hold on to home court, uh, for the playoffs, and I think they can get it done here today. My my play for this game was more on the total. I'm looking for an under um, post-All-Star break. Both teams bottom 10 in pace, and really uh, let's look at unrested road dogs after an overtime game. They only average uh, about 97 points per game, and then if I look at, you know, it's a conference game after All-Star break, those should be games where teams care a little bit more about it because you, you have to send a message, and these teams are jockeying for position. You have them 46, 31, and 5 to the under. Um, Those games only averaging 201.3 points. So I like less points in this one. Um, I think that's the way the Cavs win the game with defense in general. So we'll go under the two. I know it's been dropping. I got under 219, but I still think this game gets closer to around the 200-point range. So still good at the current number.
0: Yeah, I'm looking at 218 and a half right now. Again, the line seems like it's firming up right around eight. But you don't have to worry about any of that stuff because we've got a couple bets here outside of that against the spread line. So, again, kudos to Greg. If you did miss that number, a couple good looks here. Chris is going to take the Cavaliers. Team total over 112 and a half. Ski likes the under 218, and I agree, Ski. I wonder if we'll have a little bit of a playoff feel tonight, but I think we can definitely thread the needle here and get you know a nice Cavaliers win like 113-102, something like that. Let's keep it that range. I like that quite a bit. <laughs> Everybody does well. Let's jump into the next game. Honestly, a lot less exciting, but that's where you find opportunities late in the season here. The Detroit Pistons are six-point underdogs at home tonight. The total is 219.5. They host a Portland Trailblazers team. Coming here, it's a road back-to-back spot for them. They were in Orlando last night, have to fly up north and move over another time zone to play a Pistons team that it's really rough sledding. I know that as someone that it's, you know, to cut to the chase here, I'm betting the Pistons today. It's rough to bet a team that doesn't have Isaiah Stewart, Jalen Duran, or or Boyan Bogdanovich, but you look at this matchup for the Portland Trailblazers, and without Yusuf Nurkic, they have just been getting destroyed inside. We know that Jaden Ivey is great at attacking the basket. We'll have James Wiseman playing tonight, as well as Marvin Bagley, the third, you know, guys that really can take advantage at the rim here. Just an awful travel spot for Portland, and I'm going to hold my nose, buy low on this Pistons team, and take the six points. What do you think of a stinky underdog tonight, Chris?
1: Yeah, you love these stinky underdogs, Alex, but I think this is a good. This is a good angle, especially because the, the Trailblazers have a huge look ahead game against the Celtics at the TD Garden Center on Wednesday as well. Uh, shortly after that, they got to face the 76ers and then the Pelicans again, you know, with their former uh, player CJ McCollum over there in New Orleans. So they have a lot more important games, more challenging games coming up. This just, um, you know, this uh, checks out as a game that the Blazers are going to care a little bit less about, that's for sure. I will say, you know, Damian Lillard. Uh, it doesn't seem like he he takes any games off against these poor teams. I mean, the 71-point game was against the Houston Rockets, right? One of the worst teams in the NBA. So I think Damian Lillard props are probably another good angle for this game if you want to go that route. Pretty much all that Portland has, too. They're still without Anthony Simons. Of course, they still have Jeremy Grant in there, but just probably not a lot of defense in this game either. Wouldn't mind an over in this game, kind of lean that direction, but um, also lean the Detroit Pistons side because, hey, You know, at least the team has a decent spot and the Blazers shouldn't care that much. So that's the only side I would look in this one. Not really a game I want to bet in general, though.
0: I can understand that. But, you know, sometimes bets are like cheese the stinkier, the better. Ski, what do you see happening in this game?
2: Uh, I think, well, it's not going to be here on the show, but I like Jeremy Grant over his 30.5 points rebounds and assists. Um, Simon's already out for this game and it's a revenge. Uh, spotter situation for Jeremy Grant. This was a team he used to play for. Last time he matched up with them, he had 35, 36 points alone. Um, he's clear with his points, rebounds, assist number three of his last four games. So I'll go that route. Jeremy Grant over 30 and a half PRA.
0: Yeah, I like that quite a bit. So a little freebie there for you folks. Make sure you get the player prop down from Ski. But one official play here. I'll take the points with the Pistons. It doesn't have to be a good team. They just have to be good enough. So let's go Detroit City. Jump into the next game here. The Atlanta Hawks visit the Miami Heat. Um, The Heat, three point favorites, right around 229. This is another game where there's been a little bit of injury shenanigans. That's probably redundant since I already told you it was a Heat game, but um, some names bouncing around here. Looks like the Heat again have settled right around three point favorites. The total sitting right around 229. Um, you know, overall, a lot of the big names will be playing for Miami. Bam Adebayo looks good. Um, Jimmy Butler looks good. The Hawks have just about everybody. So, should be a fun game here. A divisional matchup. What does that um, push you towards, Ski?
2: Yeah, it pushing me towards the under. Um, both of these teams, it's a really important game for them. Eighth spot, seventh spot. If Atlanta loses tonight, I mean, they're they're in ninth or tenth. They'll be in the play-in if the uh, playoff started today. So, I, I think... If it's going to be a really important game for both of these teams, they're going to show up on the defensive end. I look at how these teams have played each other in general. Anyway, last team meetings, they averaged 213.8 points per game, and they've went under eight of their last nine meetings. So I like that. And Miami's been playing more towards the under anyway. They've gone under four of their last five games. I do have this query to kind of back up how I'm saying. And it says, you know, going back to 2016, the under is 144.95 and 16, which is 60.3% for home teams on an under streak that are in a division game after All-Star break during the regular season. And those parameters are pretty much saying it's down the stretch of the NBA season, and um, it's a really important game, most likely for these teams. So those games usually trend under. I think we get another one here tonight. And also, um, I like I like the Hawks. I like the Hawks plus the three. This Miami team. For one, I think they've covered, like, two of their last 10 games. They're 7-20 and two as a home favorite, and just not a team that I trust in general. Post-All-Star break, um, Hawks have been a top five, top 10 offensive-rated team and rebounding team. Miami is bottom 10 in all the categories that I care about. If I look at the last game that these teams just played, I mean, Trey Young and DeJounte Murray went, like, 5 for 27 from the field. They're going to shoot better than that tonight. Trey Young didn't even have 10 points. So they only lost by, you know – it was a respectable loss with the, with all that I said. So I just think about that and how Atlanta's been playing lately as a equally rested road dog. They've covered six of their last eight. This game being as important as it is, I think they can get the outright win. If not, keep it close. So Atlanta plus and under for the game for me. I like that quite a bit. This is a tough
0: game for me to figure out, but it's definitely one I'm going to try to um, watch a little bit if I can tonight. If not, definitely get up tomorrow and see this because as we're getting closer and closer, I mean, these teams, like you said, Ski, they're really pushing. I I think both of these teams have their eyes on trying to get to that six seed, maybe even a five seed. Chris, what did you think of this matchup?
1: Yeah, I would agree with Ski about uh, quite a few points here because – I mean, even the fact that the total is so high, right? It was a low-scoring game last time, but that suggests that the Atlanta Hawks are going to have more success in this one. And I think I think you have to expect that. I mean, they were 30% from beyond the arc in that first game, or in that last game against the Heat. Uh, Trey Trey Young went 0 for 5 from beyond the arc as well. Um, so I, I just expect positive regression from their offense. And really, just you know, two unpredictable teams lately. Um, you cannot count on the Heat's offense, that's for sure. You know, they showed up somewhat against the Hawks in that last game, but it just hasn't been dependable. And, you know, they almost always lean on their defense in these situations. But again, the Hawks were so poor from the floor in that last performance. The Hawks, on the other hand, it's just another team that's so up and down. I mean, they lost recent games against teams like the Wizards, you know, against teams like the Hornets. And then they beat the Cavaliers. I mean, it's just, you know, the Hawks just aren't a team that I know what to expect game game to game. But one thing that maybe I can expect is for some things to change or for a little bit of an opposite result from that last game. Better shooting, for sure. They're a better offensive team. So maybe look at Atlanta Hawks' team total. I think that's a decent look here, maybe for that to go over. Uh, But the total is pretty high. I mean, 229.5 for two teams that ran at a pretty slow pace last time. The Heat are comfortable at home. So as you can tell, a lot of contrarian thoughts for me on this one. Um, But I I do kind of like the Atlanta Hawks to have more success in this game. That's the way that I would lean.
0: Yeah, it's really interesting watching this Hawks team with the new coaches. Uh, Justo Hill points out there in the chat. Should be a really fun game tonight. Um... Greg, again, points out, you know, yeah, Heat won the first one. Let's see how that goes tonight. Again, it's always interesting to see on these bounce-back spots. But two looks for Ski here. He's going to take the under, 229 points, as well as the Hawks. Give him the underdog, plus three. Let's jump into our last game here. But before we do, just want to remind you, if you have any questions on anything else that we haven't talked about, dump them in the chat. We'll get to them in the Q&A section. But for now, let's talk about the Toronto Raptors visiting the Denver Nuggets. The Raptors come south of the border to play a little bit in altitude here The Nuggets, six and a half point favorites. The total sitting at, um, excuse me, 229 points as well. Same total, two games in a row. That's always very interesting. Um, This is a really tough game for me to figure out. The Nuggets have been fantastic all season. But this Raptors team is quietly renewed in their efforts. Nine and three in their last 12 games. I think they're six and two with Jakob Pertl. But it's finally time for them to play a really good basketball team. And what do you think happens, Chris?
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. And if you look at the... Raptors recently the teams that they lose against are are the really good teams in the NBA uh you know they can they can hang with and they can beat the mid-tier teams they can certainly beat the lower tier teams but this is going to be a different spot for them uh another road game for the Raptors and they got to go all the way out to Denver Denver Denver's fresh off that big win against the Grizzlies on Friday got to stay at home all weekend still at home in this game next games on Wednesday still at home it's just a really really nice spot for the Denver Nuggets and the um you know, the liability for the Raptors all season has been their offense. And I, I just I can't get myself to a place to expect that the Raptors offense is going to be able to keep up with Denver tonight. A lot of teams against these Raptors, they see all that length in the paint, you know, play some good defense in the paint. They're good at rebounding mostly. Uh, but on the perimeter, the Raptors are not a good team on defense against teams that can shoot the ball well from beyond the arc. And we know the Nuggets, especially when they're at home, are absolutely lights out from the perimeter Nuggets also off two days or more of rest, score about 123 points per 100 possessions. That's a very, very efficient offense. They're also the fourth best rated defense after two or more days of rest as well. So again, really great spot for the Nuggets. I think we're going to see a separation of talent here. You know, the Raptors have been playing better, uh, but I just don't think that they can come, uh, keep up with the offensive prowess that Denver has, especially with the way Michael Porter Jr. is playing lately on top of it. They're healthy. They look good. And for what it's worth, um, if you like the Nuggets in the first half, too, I would consider that as well. Raptors are 1-9 and nine ATS in the first half in, the, in their last 10 games. Nuggets are 6-4, and four, and again, the spot is as, as good as it gets. So I like the Nuggets in all kinds of ways tonight.
0: It does seem like a solid matchup for them. And again, Toronto on the road, too. Lots of little things adding up here. Ski, what do you think of this matchup?
2: Um, Toronto... Coming off of an overtime game, going from Washington all the way into altitude in Denver, Toronto, not a great road team, right? 12 and 20, I think straight up, 13 and 19 against the spread at a rest disadvantage, two days of rest for Denver compared to one. Um, I know Michael Porter Jr. got downgraded to questionable. That's not good if you like this Denver side, but it's the only way I can look. They've been dominated at home. I think they've only lost four games all season, somewhere around 22 and 10 against the spread at the house. I see no reason why they can't win by margin here in this game. I always talk about to win by margin and things you have to do. Shoot the three well, defend the three well. Nuggets are top five in both of those categories on a season. Raptors are bottom five in both of those categories on a season. I think, you know, I would like it more. Michael Porter Jr. is a big part of that three-point percentage. I would like it more if he's in there. But the um, only way I can look in this game is for the Nuggets to win by margin. I don't want my money near the Raptors right now in this game.
1: No, I'll just say, sense. if if, ahead, Chris. if Michael Porter Jr. does not play, uh, Jamal Murray props. Is, that might be something I look at in this game.
0: Uh, that makes a lot of sense. This is a pretty good look, Chris. I might even be adding this myself. The Nuggets, minus six and a half points. We'll take the favorite here in this last game. Let's jump into some Q&A, and thanks to Kyle Burks. He jumped a couple questions, but... Folks, it's not just for Kyle. You've got a few minutes while i answer his questions. Dump a few others in there. So um, let's start off here. First on the list, what do you guys think of the total here in this Sacramento Kings-New Orleans Pelicans game? Um, As I take a look right now, you know, open 237. It's up to 237 and a half. I was looking at an under here, but I'm going to wait and see what De'Aaron Fox does. De'Aaron Fox is out. This looks like an awesome spot for an under. The Kings have really slowed their pace down. The Pelicans are happy to go slow as well, but if Fox plays tonight, I'm not going any Anywhere are near this under you know what do you think Chris
1: yeah and it also scares me that the Pelicans when they do play a bad defense you know we saw that recently when they faced the Blazers they can have some success and they had success last time against the Kings as well Trey Murphy went off in that game I wanted to play the under two Alex I think I you know just from a pure numbers standpoint I think it's too high especially with how good the Pelicans defense can be but the Kings are at home they're in a good spot we know they like to run the floor uh, so just too many competing narratives there. This is a total I would stay away from, but I, I lean to the under.
2: Ski, what do you think of that total? Um, I would probably prefer to just bet Kings team total just because I trust their offense more. I, I don't know how much I trust this Pelicans team to score. I hear what Chris is saying about versus bad defenses, and the Kings are one. They've been allowing north of 130 points per game the last two weeks, so maybe they can't contribute to an over here but i just feel safer um expecting the kings to score so that'll be my lane kings keep, king's team total
0: next up uh kyle here wants to know what we think of the sixers tonight specifically first quarter and first half the sixers play the pacers They're seven point favorites in the total game i think the first half line is right around four the first quarter line right around one and a half two this is a scary game. It's a weird spot. I can't remember if this is the first night of a back-to-back for the Sixers or the second night. But you've got a back-to-back spot there. They play tomorrow. A back-to-back spot for the Pacers. There you go. So it's a look-ahead spot for the Sixers. I- I'm going to kind of stay away from that one. But did you have any thoughts on that game, Ski, you know, overall you know, or specifically first quarter, first half?
2: Bruh, I'm, I'm not the kind of person who's going to sit here and tell you anything. Uh, I like the rest of the games, there were like four or three games. I liked quite a bit. I dug really deep into those. And this is one that I didn't spend a whole lot of time on. So don't want to tell you guys anything.
1: Uh, that makes sense. Chris, did you have any thoughts on this one? Well, this feels like the game where we should all just bet on the Pacers because everybody's scared to bet on the 76ers in this spot for good reason, right? I mean, they're coming off a huge win against the Bucks, where they surged in the fourth quarter. Uh, and now they have to go to Indiana, kind of sleepy. They got to face the Timberwolves tomorrow. Um, you know, and the Pacers, if I remember correctly, they played them pretty close in their previous battle. Um, so I, I, think the only way you can look is the Pacers. It's obviously scary cause it's the Pacers and the 76ers are playing really well. Uh, but I think the line kind of tells you everything, right? Even though they're on the road, uh, 76ers are probably still eight to nine points better than the Pacers. So, um, um I don't want to touch this one either, but this is probably a Pacers or nothing.
0: Yeah, uh, Halliburton should have a good night. Uh, Maybe look towards that direction if you need to scratch the itch for that game. Chris talked about the Nuggets. We like the Nuggets. First quarter, first half, stack them all up. Abel asked, you know, what do you think of a couple player props here? Chris, you've got Trey Young's points and assists at 34. We've got Brandon Ingram's points and rebounds at 33. Do you like either? Which one's better?
1: I like Trey Young. Um, I think he's gonna, you know, I think he's gonna bounce back. These Eastern Conference games, when he gets shut down in one game, he usually does bounce back in the next. I don't have a lot of data here to support that, just you know, kind of anecdotally. We know that from Trey Young. He's a tenacious uh, little guard out there. He's gonna launch some threes out, and they're gonna need him to do that if they want to beat the Heat tonight as well. Heat are a good perimeter defense, but it's only so long that you can keep the Hawks down. The Jonte Murray though, too, right? He's taking a bigger and bigger slice of that pie for the Hawks. So that's just what scares me off pure point props for Trey young, but I do like the points and assists to kind of level that out.
0: So ski, we've got these two player props, Trey young points and assists at 34, Brandon Ingram points and rebounds at 33. Again, do you like either? And do you like one better than the other?
2: I will just pick Brandon Ingram simply because I think Sacramento's defense is a lot worse than Miami's. Um, Just as simple as that. If they're giving up 130 points per game, I'm going to roll with somebody from that team to score, (laughs) the other team to score. (laughs) Uh, That
0: makes a ton of sense. One more question here, and I'm trying to look it up quickly. Um, Again, folks, thanks, Abel um, and Kyle. When you're giving us a player prop, try to give us the number. Um, We don't always have that stuff right in front of us. But Ski specifically, I guess he doesn't care what we think, Chris. Um, so what do you think here of Joel and beads points over uh, finally have it up here. It looks like it's sitting at 32 and a half again, first night of a back to back. So maybe he sits, but if he plays, it should be an okay matchup. He generally beats the hell out of miles
2: Turner. What do you think, Ski? Honestly, I feel like I saw a report before the last back to back for the Sixers where they're kind of saying he's not going to be playing the front end of them. Um, so maybe you don't expect him to play here tonight. And, you know, talking about it with you guys, Chris already liking the Pacers. Pacers have been covering lately maybe you just go put the money on them right now. So if he plays, he definitely can have success, but I don't expect him to be out there.
0: Yeah, I think the game at at Minnesota, maybe it's just a little more important. I mean, no Carl Anthony Towns, so maybe Joel B. does want to play tonight to play Miles Turner, and then he could just sit on the bench and make fun of Carl Anthony Towns. But again, a lot of conjecture here, so it's hard to tell. Yeah, I mean, maybe play the over. If he doesn't play, they should return your bet. So we'll see. Chris, did you have any thoughts on this prop?
1: Uh, no, well, not to be a conspiracy theorist, but, you know, I go on these sports betting apps and, uh, they're, they're trying to prop up a lot of stuff about Embiid tonight. So it just feels like maybe that's ripe for disappointment. Um, you know, I mean, he's been, he's been (laughs) playing fantastic. Right. But like, sometimes it's like they know something, so they want you to bet it so that you lose it. So, ah, this game just stinks (laughs) altogether, guys. I'm not touching it. (laughs) We're now outside of the realm of handicapping.
0: Let's move <laughs> forward here. Thanks, everybody. Great questions. Derek, Kyle, Abel, we appreciate it. While you're there, though, make sure you give us a thumbs up. Dump a comment or two down there. We really appreciate it. Um, let's get to our best bets here as we wrap things up. Again, um, you know, make sure you check all this stuff out at BetUS, where, again, they're doing a great March Madness bracket competition. So they've got all these lines up. So get your deposit in. You get yourself an entry to the March Madness bracket, and you can bet all this great stuff. A lot of winners here as far as I'm considered. Uh, The Cleveland Cavaliers team total over 112.5, and the Nuggets minus 6.5 for Chris. He also doesn't mind if you stack up the Nuggets first half, first quarter. Lots of good ways to play Denver. I'm going to hold my nose and take six points with the Pistons. Like them as underdogs tonight against the Portland Trailblazers. Just three plays here for Ski. He's trying to hone down things as we finish the season. Celtics Cavaliers under 218. Hawks heat under 229 and the Atlanta Hawks as underdogs plus three points again, thanks everybody for watching. We really appreciate it. Be sure that you follow the show on Twitter. Follow the BetUS account as well. You get a ton of information about, again, that Mayhem uh, March Madness contest. I'm sure that's something we'll casually be talking about in the openings, this college basketball thing. There's kids. They're out there. They're not going to classes, guys. They're playing basketball. But apparently, it's all happening now. Again, be sure to give everybody a follow. Chris at FarleyBets. Ski at Ski Profit, Myself at underscore noops. The gang will be back tomorrow to give you more basketball information. Best of luck until then.